An interesting story here about the economic uh, fallout and repercussions of this blockade that's going on. Well, there are blockades going on all across Canada, uh, but the one specifically that has the train line uh, between Toronto and Montreal blocked. It's been blocked for almost a week now. And um, Via Rail is saying, look, at, uh, we'll, we'll refund you, but you're not going to be getting on the train for any travel uh, at least before tonight. So uh, that's the latest on that. They'll give you a refund. It might take about 10 days to get that refund. They say just be uh, as patient as you can be. I heard uh, Stafford and Sapria talking about the root of what, what exactly is going on um, and why is the, why are blockades happening, including the one in Belleville. And it has to do with the pipeline that's going in, the coastal gas, uh, natural gas uh, pipeline that's happening in northern B.C. And I heard Sapria talking this morning with Stafford on the uh, 640 Toronto Morning Show about the fact that this has to do with unceded land and rights to land. And I thought to myself, well, what does unceded mean? And uh, what it means is that it was never signed over on paper to Canada through a treaty. And it's super important. Uh, this is according to an article I grabbed from the Huffington Post because the Wet'suwet'en headed, head, hereditary chiefs, rather, uh, they are asserting a legal right to the land and a right to decide who uses it for what. And even if a treaty was signed between Canada and existing indigenous, indigenous peoples, that doesn't mean that the land was given up or given away. There's a lot of complexity behind the... Uh, uh, the treaty system. I know that the prime minister is saying, let's get on with discussions, but he has acknowledged the right for protesters to peacefully protest, but also says the law is the law. Can you have it both ways? Like, honestly, yeah, I get that I, you and I could see both sides, but you're the prime minister. So if you want talks to happen and you want to bring both sides together and you're the prime minister, that's all for the indigenous people in Canada and first nations rights and reconciliation, then you better come home from Senegal. Like, forget about your whole, I want to be, Canada needs to have a seat on the UN Security Council. You need to get here because there's a lot of, um, a lot riding on the rails. We're not just talking about passengers. We're talking about um, economic uh, investment and the confidence to invest in Canada. Because the longer this goes on, the worse we look on the world stage when it comes to businesses investing here. Jasmine Gainet is a uh, VP of National Affairs for the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses. He joins me on the show right now. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, so this is having a huge effect economically. We might not be feeling it right now as customers, but what exactly is going on for independent businesses in Canada? Yeah, um, you're right. We're not feeling it right now, but uh, if... uh, the blockade uh, continues, uh, uh, there will be an impact, especially for uh, smaller independent business in Canada. Uh, Those smaller business uh, often have fewer financial resources to uh, weather a long uh, service uh, disruption. And so if this continues, we might we might see uh, some closures or temporary layoffs uh, as uh, all businesses uh, need stability, but it's even more uh, true uh, for uh, the smallest of them. Uh, they need to remain operational to keep uh, orders uh, filled, uh, pay their employees and so on. And so this could have a, 
uh, a great uh, repercussion on uh, small businesses. Yeah, we're hearing from uh, bigger businesses uh, like the president and CEO for Forest Products Association of Canada said for his industry represents about 10 percent of total tonnage on railway lines every day that there is a disruption will take two days to bounce back grain businesses are saying if the blockade were lifted today it'll have the uh, cost of the grain industry it would have cost them over 10 million dollars in just the last few days and i can't imagine what it's like for small businesses so if the government doesn't do anything to stop this because the yeah. government is, pa- the feds are passing the buck right now, and they're saying, well, you have to have conversations, but it's up to the provinces to have conversations. This is a national situation. If the government doesn't do anything to stop this or to further conversation and talks that might lead to the blockades coming down, should they compensate small businesses? And, and what would that look like? It is a national issue, and you mentioned it uh, in your intro. Um, there are blockades in uh, Manitoba. There are blockades in BC. Uh, we had some members uh, calling our BC office to inquire about the situation over there. Um, obviously, Ontario and Quebec is greatly impacted. And you talked about um, the car industry, and we talk a lot about you know the oil industry and mining and forest industry that are very impacted by this. But think about all the SMEs are supporting those industries. Uh, uh, think about the uh, agriculture businesses. Uh, not only did they have to go through the CN strike uh, a couple of months ago, uh, now trains uh, were ordered to uh, reduce their speed uh, when delivering uh, oil and gas and propane. And so there are some industries that are greatly impacted by this, and uh, not only the large one, but you know, manufacturing, retail, transportation, wholesale, all of these um, uh, are impacted. Now, it's too early to mm-hmm. think about uh, um, uh, whether we should uh, think about compensation or not, but you're right, this is a national uh, issue, and uh, parties should be sitting together and trying to find a solution as uh, fast as possible. You know, when I was just listening to you there, Jasmine, it, it, when you mentioned the CN uh, strike, the recent CN strike and, strike and disruption, I just realized how short our memories are um, because I had forgotten all about that. I'm sure your members haven't and people that are, you know, in the Canadian Federation of Independent uh, Businesses haven't because that's going to be a disruption. They're dealing with another disruption now. We haven't even begun to feel uh, the economic impact as far as customers, but I understand that companies like Denon are completely frustrated because they've had yogurt on rail cars that are not moving. How long, from what you're hearing from your independent businesses, till we start feeling it, the consumers start looking at shelves and going, wow, that's just not available because of this rail uh, disruption? And And... And also, we have to keep in mind that there are few um, options when the rail service is disrupted. Many of those products cannot be, you know, transported by by trucks or or by any other type of transportation. So why is when, that? Can you explain why that would be? Well, you know, a very large load, uh, oil products that needs rail. Um, the the, the uh, uh, shipments coming in with uh, uh, f- from overseas, uh, you know, there are many reasons why you know we need rail, 
and and there are many reasons why they are you know uh, they operate uh, day in and day out on a 24-hour basis and, and so there are few options if there are those products uh, and goods are not uh, shipped by rail and so it does not take too long before you know business start to feel uh, uh, impacted and uh, it's tough to say that it's a week. It's tough to say if it's two weeks, but it's certainly uh, not uh, too long uh, uh, of a time before you get to sense that, you know, you're hoping for a quick uh, resolution. Otherwise, you might start feeling uh, uh, the impact greatly on your on your business. And as I said in intro, Smaller business, small independent business in Canada don't necessarily have the financial resources to weather a long uh, interruption of service. And, and so that's why we hope uh, blockades uh, will find uh, 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 this current situation will be uh, resolved uh, as soon as, as possible. I imagine one repercussion would also be the fact that we're going to see a lot more congestion on our uh, 400 series highways uh, heading towards... Uh, the east because uh, you know you've got to get your your product to market somehow east and west i guess uh we're going to see more businesses scrambling to find trucking companies that will take their their product yeah you're right and uh, usually you know you're you don't get pay until your uh products uh, hit the market and so if they are stuck somewhere uh, then it's the entire cash flow of your uh, small business that is in jeopardy, uh, and 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 you start being, you start to worry. You know what will happen next week if I cannot get my goods to the market? What about my employees? Uh, what about you know if I need to pay rent and and, and so on? And so the situation can get uh, difficult uh, um, uh, rather uh, rapidly uh, in those uh, situations. Well, Jasmine, I appreciate you uh, giving us some uh, insight into what's going on for independent businesses that are dealing with the um, the rail disruption right now. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Anytime. Cheers. That is Jasmine Gainett. He is a VP of National Affairs for the Canadian Federation of Independent Business.